you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. It's episode six. We are looking primarily at the fixtures on Saturday, the 2nd of September. But actually, we will also be casting our eye over some of the big games from the week commencing Tuesday, the 29th of August. And of course, when I say we, I mean myself and Tom Hiscott, the author of the Western League Bulletin and, of course, the Western League column in the non-league paper. Hello, Tom. How are you? Good afternoon, Ian. Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. Um, nice, nice weather for once. Uh, I'm not too bad. Yourself? I'm not bad. I'm fresh from the annual Knockholds family retreat. Um, we, uh, we we travelled down to Axminster, home of fine carpets, and very poor mobile phone reception, and indeed very poor internet reception as well. So it was um, it was nice to be secluded in the caravan with the wife and the two children. Um, but um, it's nicer to be back <laughs> in the land of the living with communication and football to talk about because we've had a well, we've had another fantastic week in the Tool Station Western League, and we have got some absolutely cracking um, FA Cup first qualifying round games to talk about. That competition is uh, is really is really hotting up. But um, um, we'll start by taking the listeners through some of the big games um, in the uh, in the league over the last week, and we we begin by looking at um, the visit of Bridport to Bridgewater Town uh, in the Premier Division on. Tuesday the 29th of August. We never know which Bridgewater town side is going to turn up. Tom, can you enlighten me? It was the... I don't know how to say this. I suppose the 50-50 Bridgewater. I don't know. They had one all draw with Bridport uh, and it was Jake Llewellyn scoring for the home side uh, before Mark uh, Salter then grabbed the equaliser for Bridport. So they managed to, to grab a point just before half-time and that's how it stayed at a one all draw there. Yeah, Bridport, of course, no mugs. No. Um, Melksham travelled to Longwell Green Sports. Another big crowd there, 143 for a Tuesday night and uh, any of the travelling contingent would have certainly gone home with a big smile on their face. Yeah, a massive 6-0 win for Melksham back, back, in, uh, back to winning ways with, with a bang. Uh, Gary Hickson opened scoring uh, in the 25th minute uh, before then adding a second uh, in the moments just after half-time. So it was only one at half-time. Uh, they really took control after the break though and it was uh, four goals in the final 20 minutes uh, with Luke Barron just going twice, uh, Dan Demkiv and then Mike Parrott uh, all beating the keeper. Uh, a 6-0 win for Melksham away from now. Now, perhaps the biggest game in the Western League over the week was a street against Buckland. Uh, it happened that street. Street had been out of form, as we've discussed in the last couple of podcasts, and uh, Buckland, of course, had a very impressive record going into this game, didn't they, Tom? They did. They were um, perfect, going perfect up to then, but uh, that did come to an end. It was a three-all draw uh, against Street, uh, but it was Buckland who, who shot, out the, shot out the traps. Uh, there were two and a half after just 22 minutes. I think the girls from Charlie Johansson and Lloyd Gardner uh, before Street then, um, then put, put together a, a remarkable comeback uh, with David O'Hare, who seems to score most weeks. He slid home, uh, followed by a pair of goals from Steve Murray. Uh, they, that was all before half-time, so they're free to up going into half-time. Uh, with um, both teams then came close after the half uh, to adding further goals, but it was uh, the Devon side uh, through Jared Lewington, who scored quite late on. Uh, and so it meant they grabbed the point and Buckland remained unbeaten but their winning run had come to an end. 
Well, matters were a little bit clearer in the first division. Two of the powerhouses of last season in the first division were Cheddar and Canesham. Uh, but uh, Canesham certainly came away from this encounter and feeling all the better for it. Yeah, definitely. I think this was probably Canesham's most impressive result of the season so far. Uh, a 3-0 win uh, against Cheddar uh, on last Tuesday, as you mentioned. Uh, Scott Saunders, Carl Box and Cameron Shawnee uh, each getting on the, goal, on the score sheet for them. And now we move on to Wednesday the 30th of August and one of the teams that I do like to keep an eye out for, Bradford Town, they entertain Chipping Sudbury Town. Yeah, and it was a 2-1 win for Bradford uh, over Chipping Sudbury Town and it was Dan Cottle who's obviously who's been there for a couple of seasons now and it was him who's he scored twice uh, in the win for, for Bradford. Yes, Dan Cottle, definitely a name to watch out for. Now, moving into the first division, and there was a monster derby between Sherbourne Town and Chard Town. And it was Taufik Bensalem who completely took over this game. Uh, he scored four goals for Chard in a massive 5-2 win uh, away at Sherbourne. Uh, Sherbourne actually went ahead uh, after 12 minutes through Alexander's Staffy uh, before Bensalem got the first of his, uh, his, his four goals. Uh, three minutes after the opener. Uh, he then scored twice more uh, in the build-up half-time to complete a first-half hat-trick uh, and the 3-1 lead they had there. Uh, Bentelen then added his fourth uh, in the 55th minute uh, to put the, put the result beyond out uh, before Dave Smith grabbed one uh, back for the home side uh, before. And Max Westlake scored a fifth for, for Chard and, and a huge win for them, uh, but Bentelen taking all the plaudits. Well, 209 people at that game, making mm. it um, the most popular of the midweek fixtures and um, putting a fair few of the weekend games in the shade. Um, some of the largest attendances, of course, happening in the FA Cup. And that's where we start our coverage of Saturday, the 2nd of September. In the first qualifying round of the FA Cup, Andover Town entertained our very own Cabri Heath and a momentous victory um, for, for Cabri, Tom. Yeah, absolutely brilliant result coming from behind against Andover uh, they were ahead just after uh, just after the 10 minute mark converting a, converting a corner uh, and it was a long road back for Cadbury uh, but they managed to do it and uh, they were level at the break thanks to the header from Sasha Tong who's had a very good season uh, today uh, and then in the second half it was Christian Lee who completed the turnaround uh, scoring the eventual uh, winner uh, seven minutes into the second half and they managed to hold on and a massive away win and they're through to the second qualifying round which is Cadbury Heath really congratulations to them and I was fortunate enough to catch up with Robert Mallett, the manager of Cadbury Heath, to get his reflections on that fantastic victory at Andover. And I started off by asking Robert what he knew about his opponents before the trip. We've been keeping an eye on, on Andover's results and they've got off to an excellent start in the league, um, played 5-1-5. Um, and they also managed to defeat Wimborne of the Southern League in the previous round so we knew we were going to be in for a tough game um, we had them watched in the week though on the build up to it so we were prepared for, for the type of game that we could expect um, we had a game plan and the lads were excellent they carried it out to, to the letter and um, we, we were delighted with the result we don't know too much about the crowd on the day, and we don't know too much about Andover. In fairness, was were you uh, was there vociferous home support, or were you were your boys able to settle relatively quickly into the game? There, there was a gate of just over 300 in the end, um, and clearly they turned up expecting a, a good result for their side, um, and 
going one nil down in the first ten minutes, it was a real test of our character. Um, but we, we dealt with that, and after sort of twenty minutes, um, they hit the post, which was a bit of a turning point for us. Um, we we grew into the game. We got got hold of the game for ourselves, and um, then very much looked the more dangerous of the two sides. I believe that the draw for the next round of the Cup has already been made. Do you know who you're going to be up against in the next round? Yeah, that's right. We've been drawn away to fellow Western League team Bridport. Um, so we're the only two teams from the Western League left. And it's a little bit ironic that we've been drawn against one another. Um, so we, we travel to their place next Saturday on the, the 16th of September. Uh, in many respects, it could even be described as the Western League's FA Cup final. But you're only a couple of games away now from the first round proper. Do you dare to dream? Well, you never know with the FA Cup. Um, yeah, last season, the club had a, a fantastic run in it. Um, and we seem to be able to produce the, the performance that's needed on, on these one-off encounters. So we'll go to Bridport. We'll, we'll be confident. Um, we had a really disappointing result against them um, in the league earlier in the season. Um, so we'll be looking to try and put that one right. But we're, we're also mindful that, that, that Bridport will be looking at it exactly the same way. It's a team from the same division. They've got the home advantage. So we're not going to underestimate Bridport and we very much just got to take that game first and, and then see where we are after that. It's been a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde season for you so far, isn't it? You've had some good wins in the league. You've had some excellent wins in the Cup, in the FA Cup, of course, beating uh, Yate Town. Um, but you uh, you started well and then you came a bit, you came unstuck at Melksham Town. You mentioned that reverse you had uh, against, um, against Bridport. But um, you have been a difficult team to beat, certainly over the seasons. So, which team do you think uh, is the true representation of, uh, of Cadbury Heath? Are you Jackal or Hyde? Well, I think we've got bags of ability in the squad. Um, it's been a little bit of a frustrating start because we've had people away and due to holidays still. We've had a few injuries and we're probably still a week or so away from having everybody available for us. Once we've got everyone available, you know, I, I'm very confident that we've got a squad that, that can really push on. Um, the, the, the main thing that we need this season is that bit more consistency because that's been the problem for the past few seasons. We've had excellent cup runs. The league form's been a little bit hit or miss and we've never known which Cabrini's team's going to turn up. So we're trying to get that consistency into our game this season, hopefully. So if you do get that consistency, into your league campaign have you set in pre-season any targets for where you want to finish this season well we've got a very ambitious group of players and I think if I'd have come in and, and tried to play down what I wanted us to do this season um, they'd have been a bit disappointed with that I, I think we've got we finished 11th last season from what I saw in the squad when I came in and from what we've added this summer yeah, we're looking to improve on that and um, Obviously, the start has not been what we were hoping for, but it can quickly turn around once once you get a few games under your belt and you get a bit of confidence up and running. Well, next up, you you, uh, you travel to Clevedon Town, and that's going to be a real test for you, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're a side that maybe um, people might underestimate. If you look at some of the players they've brought in, some very experienced players at higher levels. So we go there tomorrow fully expecting a, a very tough game. Um, but I, I, it sounds a bit of a cliche. I think you look everywhere in the in the league this season and. Yeah, everybody's surprising um, yeah, how, how they're, they're doing. So I, I don't think there's going to be any easy games on paper this season. Um, and a lot of points could be taken off, off everybody along the way, I think. And then we move on to Saturday, and you're in FA Vars action. It's a welcome return to home, I'm sure. And you're taking on St Blasey. Now, we started this interview by asking what you knew of Andover Town. Um, at least I know where Andover is, but I haven't got a clue about St Blasey. What can you tell us about? them. I'd be lying if I said we, we, we knew what to expect from them. It, it's going to be a little bit of a surprise package, I think. Um, if we were able to get them watched this week, we would, but I think that's that's going to be unlikely. But my view, when we're at home, um, we, we've just got to worry about ourselves. I think uh, at Springfield, we can give anybody a game on our day. Um, so... I'll just be asking us to focus on, on what we do um, and try not to worry too much about St. Blasey. And our congratulations again to Cadbury Heath for that fantastic FA Cup victory. Moving on to Bridport, they entertained Barnstable Town. Yeah, and Bridport kept a very good run, uh, a good win here, run through to the next round. Uh, a 1 0 win it was to uh, against Barnes for 246 pounds, let's see, and that's, that's really impressive. And it was a goal uh, 25 minutes in from Thomas Richardson, uh, who sent Bridport through to the next round. So that's the good news, and uh, now the not so good news. Um, Gosport Borough, they entertained Bridgewater Town. Yeah, and there was only one goal in this one, too, and it was another home win, unfortunately. So Gosport Borough, um, former. National League Southside, uh, they're through to the next round, a 1-0 win, thanks to Junaidu Vine in that, that game against Bridgewater. And Merthyr uh, Town, um, they entertained Will and Rovers. Yeah, no such luck uh, for Will and Rovers, a pretty pretty, pretty tough loss here, 6-1 uh, against Merthyr, uh, with Kerry Morgan and uh, Newport County uh, Loney Modu Tourage going twice for the, uh, the Welsh outfit. I've got a sneaking suspicion that I once did a commentary with Kerry Morgan when Merthyr Town played Porton Rovers, but um, I'll, have to, I'll have to look back in my, into my archives. Um, yeah, I remember him from his last city days, so yeah. Very nice bloke, if it's the same chap. Anyway, not that that's much consolation to Will and Rovers fans, of course. And finally, we wrap up our FA Cup um, coverage with Odd Down. They entertain Weymouth. Yeah, and it was uh, Weymouth who uh, pretty pretty impressive. Uh, 5-0 win away from home against Dodd Down. Uh, Harry Baker there, their star man scoring hat-trick. Right, now we move into the Premier Division, and here's another mouth-watering clash between two promotion rivals. Buckland Athletic, of course, we heard about them in the week, travelled to street, got a draw. They entertained Melksham Town. A little bit in and out of form for Melksham, but um, a good result on the road. Yeah, Buckland had to come from behind again to, to grab another point. Uh, they, uh, just like in the street game, they, they made a good start and went ahead through Jared Lewington uh, before goals from Dan Demkiv and Oliver Webb put Melksham ahead. Uh, Buckland then indeed uh, had, a, had a man sent off with Liam Drew uh, dismissed quite late on, uh, but they managed to, to fight through that and grabbed, a, grabbed an equaliser eight minutes from time from Liam Head uh, to maintain their unbeaten start, uh, a two-all draw there, and impressive for Melksham, but they'll have... 
it's an opportunity probably missed for them. Uh, a win was probably on the cards, but uh, Buckland showing why they're, they're the early pace setters. Now, Chipping Sudbury Town, they entertained Brislington. Yeah, and Chipping Sudbury, good, good home, home win here, 4-1 uh, against Brislington. Four different goal scorers and uh, two goals in, in either half, a pretty comprehensive win. Uh, it was Justin Bishop's, Bishop, sorry, George Box, Steve Fitzpatrick and Harley Warren on the score sheet for them. Plenty of goals at Cribs for the visit of Wells City. Yeah, uh, Hodge, uh, Jake Hodgson, uh, the Cribs, Cribs uh, captain, he was the main man here. Uh, he opened the scoring for the home side uh, before Wells hit back with goals from Darren Maynard and Harry Davidson to move into a 2 1 lead. Uh, Charlie Aldon then got Cribs back on level terms before Hodgson, who obviously opened the scoring early in the day. Uh, he smashed home a penalty eight minutes from time to claim all three points for, for Cribs, a, a thoroughly entertaining game there. Now, Allen are proving a much harder team to beat than they were last season. And Street with the visitors, um, they've been in—they haven't been in great form. It would be fair to say, but um, a good point at home to Buckland. Are they back to winning ways? They are, but it was very tight. It was a—it's a one-nil win for Street. Obviously, we know they're capable of, of putting on some pretty good performance in front of goal, but just just the one goal managed to get them this, this three points. And it was David O'Hare, uh, who we mentioned earlier, he scored 35th in the 35th minute. Uh, to help them to a 1-0 win over Allen, who are a bit unfortunate by all accounts. Um, but yeah, good win for, for Street, 1-0 away from Allen. And Shepton Mallet, they entertained in form Bradford Town. Yeah, and Bradford Town, they took that form straight into the, to the game and were 2-0 up quite early on, uh, with Will Halliston uh, heading home before um, Dan Cottle again uh, got on the score sheet. Uh, but goals either side the break from Ashworth and then Craig Loxton uh, scored in, in Shepton's big win last week against uh, Melksham managed to rescue the draw for, for Shepton at the two-all draw there. We need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now we move into the first division and it was a busy fixture list in the first division. Ashton and Backwell kick us off. They were at home to Carn Town. Yeah, and Ashton and Backwell, uh, this game was a draw and they, they had taken a two-goal lead. Uh, Sam Skidmore uh, scoring twice in the first half for them. Put them in control, but Carn uh, fought back. Um, Billy Gleed and uh, Stuart Windsor both grabbed goals in the second half to, to grab a share of points. Ominously, for the rest of the First Division, Bristol Telephones, of course, our league's new boys, who started well, appear to be getting better and better. This week's yeah. victims were Bishops Lydiard. Yeah, and they were victims very much. 6-0 uh, win away from home for Bristol Telephones. They can't stop scoring. Uh, Darnie Golding um, scored scored, uh, scored twice uh, in the statement win, uh, with Lee Pittman also grabbing a brace, and then Leon Britton and James Batch uh, completing the score. And these are, these are names that we are starting to recognise quite a bit. So obviously their goal scorers have found form right at the start of the season, and Bristol Telephone is like a tough nut to crack. Yeah, shame there was only 32 mm, people yeah. for that game because for those people, Western League watchers, who like to get around the, uh, the divisions and see, see some of the teams, um, I think you could do a lot worse than hunt out Bristol telephones because um, they, be, they certainly seem to be ones to watch. Now, um, Chippenham Park, they entertained Welton Rovers. Yeah, and Chippenham Park, uh, and 
standing there unbeaten run to five matches now in all competition. It's good, good, good going for them. Uh, a free one win at home to Welton here with Darren Moss, Ben Pring and Lewis McCarran on the score sheet. Corsham Town, they were at home to win Canton Town. Yeah, another 3-1 winner than this time the away side, uh, the victors, and that was Wincanton Town, a 3-1 win. Uh, Danny Golden uh, and Andy Mitchell each getting on the score sheet after a, an earlier own goal had put them ahead uh, against Caution. Oldland Abertonians, they were at home to Chard Town. Yeah, Oldland um, winners here, 2-0 at home, uh, and it was goals from Joe Walters and Jack Metcalf helping them to the three points. And this is a this was a result that certainly um, caught me by surprise. Red, Redstock Town at home, Southfields Recreation Ground. They get turned over by Almondsbury. Yeah, uh, an incredible result here, really. Uh, a four-one win for Almondsbury away from home. Uh, I don't think many people saw this coming, uh, but uh, Harry Brooks scored twice for the, the away side, uh, with Ashley Knight and Alex Biss also on the score sheet for them. Uh, Almondsbury just their second win of the season, but a mightily impressive one it was too. Well, one man who did see it coming was Neil Bailey. He's the manager of Almondsbury, and I caught up with him to ask him about his reflections on the game. A fantastic win away at a good footballing side, Radstock Town. Yeah, um, extremely pleased uh, given the uh, the start we've had. Um, we've had a particularly slow, slow start after what was a very good pre-season. Um, so yeah, delighted to come away with the three points, and, and it was a, it was a really good performance. A really good performance. And um, did you think that the scoreline flattered you somewhat, or were you good value for the four goals? Uh, I thought we were really good value for the goals. Um, played some really good football. Um, we play the way we want to play, which is football. Uh, get the ball down and play. Uh, so yeah, no, more than happy, um, and it was four good goals. Now you, you alluded earlier to the uh, the difficult start you've had to this year's campaign. We're only in the beginning of September, but already it's been a tale of two halves of the season for you, wasn't it? You, you couldn't win a game in the first half of, of August, and then after the Bristol Telephones defeat, something changed, and uh, and you became a, 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 you became a, a, a much better outfit, including taking the scalp of Hengrove Athletic in the in the Les Phillips Cup. What would you put your finger on to explain the the, the turnaround in form? Um, I, like I said, I just think it was a particularly uh, slow start for us, um, especially off the back of a sort of a, a very good pre-season. Uh, but when we look at the teams that we played in the first four games, um, you know, all three or all, all bar one sort of in the top in the top five I expect them to be challenging at the end of the season uh, they, they were tough opposition for us um, and it, it didn't help that we you know we picked up a few injuries um, in those first four games uh, you know I know that's part and parcel of football but when you sort of combine those injuries with a, a slow start it, it was just difficult to get momentum going well, you certainly got momentum going now. Um, you mentioned you had a good pre-season. When you were coming into the league campaign, as manager, what sort of expectations did you have about how well Elmondsbury would perform this season? Um, I've to a few people. Uh, I'm not going to get carried away, um, but I'm, I'm confident that I've put together um, a good squad of players. Um, you know, we, we certainly play some good football. Um, and, and you know, I'm sure we continue to do so. Um, you know, it's always going to be difficult, um, really, to comment. On, you know, after we, you know, come off the back of the campaign we had last year. Um, so, so for me, it was really to sort of um, add to the squad, um, which I've done. Um, you know, get the team playing the, the way I want them to play, um, and I'm sure we'll be fine. 
You, you mentioned um, the quality of the opposition that you've come up against at the beginning of this season. Uh, what are the teams in the first division that you are keeping an eye on? Which teams do you think um, are going are gonna, to are gonna be going for promotion this season? I mean, based on their, their their attacking threat, I mean, uh, and the start they've had, you have to say um, Bristol Telephones are likely to be um, in and around the mix. Um, but I think Kenchum um, will also be up there um, come the end of the season, uh, as as will um, Chippenham Park. Um, so, like I said, we've played those three teams already. Um, I, I, I just believe August presented a very tough start for us. You've got all, um, you've got Carn Town this evening, and um, do you think you'll be able to keep the good run of form on the road going there? Uh, I hope so. I mean, the key the key is, is the momentum and keeping that going. Um, uh, we haven't got too many changes from Saturday, so um, you know, albeit the injuries we've got, um, you know, some of those players are close to a return. Um, yeah, I'm confident that, that we can go there tonight and if we perform how we have done in the last um, few weeks, um, you know, I'm hopeful we can come away with, with points. And you've got a mouth-watering tie against Clevedon Town coming up on Saturday. I don't know how strongly the Cups um, sit on your priority list, but um, you've been going very well in the Cup competition so far. So a run in the Vars, I'm sure, would be um, uh, would be welcome for your supporters. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, you know, I haven't, haven't really you know, looked too far ahead um, to Saturday's game at the moment, but it's certainly... Um, you know, a, a cup competition we want to do well in. Um, so obviously the aim will be to to get a victory on Saturday um, against higher opposition. Um, but you know, I keep saying let's take one game as it comes. We need to get uh, get our minds firmly on tonight's game against Kong, uh, and, and then we'll go again ready for Saturday. Obviously, the cup competitions bring with them um, um, financial bonuses as well, and hopefully you'll get a good crowd um, for that game against Cleveland Town. If uh, if that's one message you could get across in this podcast, is it that you'd hope that a few more of the Western League family would make their way to Armandsbury? Yeah, most definitely. Um, especially Saturday, um, like you said, a, a very good cup tie uh, for us against higher opposition. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a great game of football. Um, so yeah, I'd encourage anyone who's uh, not doing anything on Saturday afternoon to pop down to Ormondsbury. And my thanks to Neil for his time with that interview. Now, Roman Glass St George, they were at home to Westbury United. Yeah, it was Westbury United who came away with the uh, 3-2 win. They're actually joint top with Bristol Telephone. They haven't played two games more, but they've had a really impressive start start to the season and they got a, a good lead in this game after just six minutes through Josh Bergson um, and then they, were, they doubled their lead in fact with Mark Robinson uh, scrambling the ball home uh, just before the break. Um, Roman Glass and George were hit back uh, with Lewis Wenton powering home a header uh, before Westbury uh, restored their two goal lead through Liam Milburn. Um, Roman Glass and George did, did push late on and Joe Swift got them back into the game but they weren't quite able to force the, uh, the equaliser. It's Westbury United who, who march on and that now gives them their fifth win of the season. They remain unbeaten in, in the eight matches they've played so far. Sherbourne Town, they were at home to Portishead Town. Yeah, and, and indeed a, a one-all draw there for, for Sherbourne and Portishead. Uh, and it was Sam Farthing who equalised for the home side uh, after Rob Lotham had given Portishead a lead after just ten minutes. And finally, Warminster Town, they were at home to Bishop Sutton. 
Yeah, Bishop's Sutton has moved up to 10th here. Uh, another away victory this weekend, a uh, 2-1 win. Uh, and first half goals for them coming from Adam Crooks and Mason Bagger in the win. I fear it's happening again for poor old Warminster Town. They, they appear on the, the podcast and then they go on a, on a winless run. Let's hope Mark Breffitt continues to take my calls going forward because um, that would be the end of a beautiful relationship, wouldn't it? And before we move on, there's the small matter of last night's game in the Premier Division, Melksham Town at home to Bitten, Tom. How did Melksham and Bitten get on? Uh, it was Bitten, uh, an incredible uh, late salvo. They had a 2 0 win away at Melksham. The Melksham have done well in their Monday night fixtures so far, but uh, not, not to be last night. Uh, Bitten were actually reduced to 10 men in the 75th minute, uh, with Joe McLennan sent off uh, for two yellow cards. Uh, but incredibly, it was them who, who managed to steal the three points. Uh, Josh Morgan Williams scoring in the 88th minute uh, before Tom Knighton added another in the 91st minute. Uh, a 2-0 win away for, for Bitten. Yep, Melksham bitten off more than they could chew. Up and coming fixtures then. We'll start with Tuesday the 5th of September, Tom. Can you run us through the Premier Division fixtures? Of course, yeah. Four, four fixtures in the Premier Division on Tuesday night. We start with Bridgewater Town. They take on Hallam. Uh, Longwell Green Sports. They take on Cribs. Street host Wellington. And World City take on Bridport. And in the first division, Ashton and Backwell take on Cheddar and Calm Town entertain Almondsbury. Now, on Wednesday, the 6th of September, Tom, we've got five of the best starting in the Premier Division. Indeed. All 7.30 kickoffs on Wednesday evening. We've got Cleveland Town uh, against Cadbury Heath. We've got Willem Rovers take on Shepton Mallet. And then down in the first division, we have Bishop's Lydia uh, hosting a bit better than the weekend. They host Grimglass and George. Welton Rovers travel to take on Sherborne Town and Westbury United have uh, extend their unbeaten run, they take on Chippenham Park. Now, we've got a monster set of fixtures in the FA Vars, Tom, on Saturday the 9th of September, um, starting at St Alstall. Do you want to, tick, do you want to um, kick us off with those? Sure, yeah, as you say, a lot of them, um, a lot of our teams involved, which is good to see. So we've got ASC St Alstall, they take on uh, our Bishop's Lydiard. Uh, then we've got an all-tool station tie with Almondsbury versus Clevedon. Ashton and Backwell, they host uh, Godolphin Athletic. We've then got Bitten versus Brislington. Canesham Town travel to take on Bobby Tracy. Uh, we've got Bridport versus Wincanton Town, another uh, Western League clash. Uh, we've got Cadbury Heath hosting St Blasey. Cheddar versus Radstock Town. Westbury United travel to take on Cove. We've got Calm Town travelling to take on East Cows Athletic. Mounds Victoria take on Chipping Sodbury Town. Petersfield Town, they will host uh, Caution Town. Pusey Vale will take on Chippenham Park. Uh, Sherbourne Town will travel down to Plymouth to take on Plymouth Parkway. Uh, we've got Roman Glass and George hosting Elbert and Villa. Hallam travel to take on Tavistock. We've got Warminster Town versus Holland Sports. We've got Wellington versus Wales City. Welton Rovers take on Willem Rovers. Uh, Devizes Town travel to take on Windsor. And finally, Cribs, they travel down to take on Witherwich. While you're coming up for air, after taking us through that, I, can I just say on behalf of everybody who lo enjoys listening to the podcast, it's probably just me, isn't it a shame that um, Wincanton didn't play Godolphin? Because then we could have said, certainly at, at the end of that game, somebody would have definitely have been at the races. Anyway, oh, that's two jokes. If I have another one, I think I have to resign. Um, um, in the Premier Division and in the First Division, we haven't got too many more fixtures. So, Tom, if you've recovered from that monster list of Vars games, and um, what are our Premier Division fixtures coming up? <laughs> yeah, four games in the uh, Premier Division. We've got Bradford Town taking on Odd Down. Uh, the leaders, Buckland Athletic, they travel to take on Longwell Green Sports. Melksham Town are at home again where they take on Street. 
shipped in Mallet, the 10 Grove Athletic, and then the one fixture in the third division, Bristol Telephones, hoping to extend their winning run to seven matches in the, the league. They host Chardtown. Now, Tom, um, as I always ask you, if, if we look ahead to the fixtures over the coming week, are there any games there that particularly stand out for you? I think in the first division, uh, looking at league matches, we've got Bradford Town uh, against Dodsdown. Both have won four matches so far out of their six. This is ahead of the midweek fixtures, of course, uh, and that, that, that looks like a good game. And Buckland, uh, they've travelled to take on Longwell Green Sports in um, top league bottom, so maybe, maybe a few goals there and maybe a point to prove for Longwell Green, who have obviously struggled so far uh, with their five losses. And just to be predictable, I'm going to talk about Melksham Town against Street. I think Melksham got the better of Street last season. Now, I know that Richard Fay will be the first person to get on the phone and correct me if I'm wrong, so apologies, Richard, but I have a sneaking suspicion that that may have been the case. And Street, of course, haven't been in the greatest of form. But in fairness, neither have Melksham. There'll be a very big crowd, I'm sure, for that game. It'll be an absolute humdinger, no doubt, as well. So um, that will be the one that I'll be keeping uh, an eye out for. Now, I am... I told you last week that I wasn't going to let you look at the tables but I think that probably now we're into the month of September we can have a sneaky peek at the tables Tom do you want to take us through the top few sides in the uh, Premier Division Sure. Okay, so obviously Buckland uh, leading the way at the moment. They've played seven. Uh, they have 17 points. Uh, three points further back. Uh, Melksham on 14 points. They've played the eight matches. Uh, we've then got Bradford, who've played six and got 14 points. Uh, Willand have also played six, and they have 13 points. And then likewise, or down in fifth, played six, 13 points. So much can change, of course, over the next couple of fixtures. And we've got clubs like Cadbury Heath, who we know are doing so well in the cup competitions. Now, they're down in 18th. That's a false um, representation, I'm, I'm quite sure of that. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Clevedon in the mid-table there. Only played four games, one, two, drawn two, undefeated yet, uh, but they're in 10th. Um, it would be fair to say, though, that Longwell Green need to do a little bit better. And, and Hallen fans, I'm sure, will be hoping for a win as well. And I mean, you don't need the league table to talk about Bristol Telephones. They've only played six games. They've won all six in the first division. They're sitting pretty on the top of the table um, on 18 points. But um, who are the other runners and riders at the top of that first division? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, Westbury are actually on 18 points as well, but obviously they've played the eight. They've not quite got the winning run that the Telephones have, but they're doing well. They're still unbeaten, which is really impressive. Uh, Oldland Abertonian, sorry, so they played an extra game in, uh, to, to Westbury. They've played nine league fixtures already. Uh, they're on 17 points. And then got Chippenham Park, played eight, got 15 points. And Wincanton, uh, they've played eight and got 14 points. And then we probably should note uh, that down in six, but they've only played five matches. They've got 12 points, so they've made a good start to the season as well. Now, thank you for that, Tom. Now, one final thing. I believe it's been awards time uh, in the Tool Station Western League. We don't have... Um, uh, we've just come to the, at the end of the month of August, and uh, we've got a few awards that have been given out to our teams of the month and our Saved Hand, Hands Award and our Respect Award, Tom. Can you rattle us through those? Sure, yeah. For the, for the month of August, uh, the Premier Division uh, team of the month were Will and Rovers. Uh, down in the first division, it's New Boys with Telephone. Uh, the Safe Hands Award for, for um, August goes to Westbury United stopper uh, Lewis Porter. And the Respect Award uh, goes to Chippenham Park.
Well, a safe hands award certainly wouldn't go to me after my showing at Westbury United with my daughter. So I'm glad somebody at that club's enjoying better luck when it comes to catching things. Anyway, Tom, as always, thank you very much for your time on the podcast. The well, bulletin is out and it's on the website, isn't it? Yeah, it is in uh, PDF and Word form. Uh, one of the tabs along the top top of the uh, the homepage there on the Full Special League site. Yeah. And the listeners can read your words in the non-league paper. Yeah, uh, a couple hundred words on the Premier Division, uh, the most recent weekend. So yeah, that's in the uh, in the step five six section in the non-league paper. Yeah. Excellent stuff, Tom. Thank you very much indeed. And I look forward to catching up with you this time next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs> <laughs>